Welcome back to another episode of Raising His Kids. Today, I am joined by Cassandra from We Are Family-ish. Thank you, Cassandra, for joining me so last minute as Lauren is not feeling well. Oh, I'm super happy to be here. Thanks for reaching out. It's always yeah. fun to chat with you. We were discussing you coming on anyway, and then Lauren messaged and said that she really wasn't well. And I was like, hey, let's just do this episode. <laughs> but I just thought, because on our Facebook group, we've we've got a little question of, you know, tell us what you want to hear on the podcast when people join. Yeah. And one of them is they want to hear from more bio moms. And so we've had you on and we've talked about your family-ish situation, but this will be a fun little episode where you and I can talk about being bio moms. And I don't think your kids have a stepmom involved, but you know, it's still difficult. <laughs> yeah, no, there isn't a stepmom involved or even a like a step partner. It's never been like conferred to me, but um, I believe my ex now rep- like is part of the LGBTQ. He goes by they. I have a hard time just because because we were married for so long as, with him as a he that I have a really hard time with the transition to his, their new pronouns. So like eventually if uh, they meet somebody, cool beans. I already have a strategy in mind having done like been on the other side of it as a stepmom and just like wanting to connect to uh, my stepson's mom and like build my own relationship. Like I already kind of know how I'm going to approach this person and like and deal with that transition but it is not something that has come up from me or my kids as of yet. Well, I think you're kind of lucky because I was blindsided when I met my son's stepmom. There was no preparation. I barely even knew she existed. She was a person that fed my kids snacks. He was three. So to him, she was the lady that he went for drives in her car and she fed him snacks. Then one day I went to pick Big K up from his dad's house and there was no unusual cars there. So I didn't expect anything. And out she walks and turns out she'd like parked her car up and around because when I left, I had to like do a U-turn and because like, oh, there's her car. I was like, that is so weird that they did that. They went to an effort to hide that she was there. Like, don't do that. No, I don't understand the concept of hiding stepmom. Yeah, I, so on the side where like I introduced my now husband into the picture, we were still in like the last little bit of our divorce when I decided to like start dating, which could be its own episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of when to start dating either during or after a divorce, if you will. So like, I didn't come out and like tell him like, oh yeah, I have a boyfriend. And so like, unfortunately my kids did like tell their dad that like, oh yeah, mom, mom has a, has a friend. And then it was like, um, so yeah, I met someone and they met him casually at a barbecue. <laughs> So like, that's bad, a little like bad on me because I had wanted to do things a little differently, but it was just still a little awkward at the time. But like the only, if I think back to when like I was a new stepmom, we had to hide my car because there was conflict with mom and she'll admit it. We've all grown up from this, but like she, if I was there at an exchange, she'd be really upset about it. So I remember hiding my car from that. But if you didn't have a problem with her, like that's really just weird and sneaky. Yeah. And that's kind of where all the, like the very tumultuous relationship came from, I guess, because I didn't have a problem. I left the relationship. So I left for my reasons. And although because dad will say that I was having an affair, he'll also say that I was having an affair with my now husband because we worked together and we did work closely together, but we were not seeing each other prior to me leaving and that whole story. But yeah, I just, I knew she existed. I, you know, we did an episode on stalking bio moms and 
husband's stalking stepmoms. Yeah, I looked her up on Facebook. Who doesn't look up someone on Facebook when they're oh in their life? It's a it's a resource. That's a tool. It can be misused 100% of the time. I'm like, but if you're just like using it to get some basic information on a person, no harm, no foul. Exactly. So, you know, I had done that and there was just really, we hadn't had a conversation about meeting each other's partners. And at the time that I met her, I had only just started officially dating my husband. Mm -hmm. So just a little bit of backstory for you and for anyone who hasn't listened to it in a previous episode was we worked together and then I had left Big K's dad and somewhere in between that, he had left his boy's mom. And coincidentally, one weekend uh, in in the area that we now live, he'd come out because he was looking at buying a house in the area and he had the boys and he brought them out to go to the park. And there's a little like water park, which is great for toddlers and Big K three. So I'd brought him here for the day and saw him. And I was like, what are you doing here? Because he lived in a different state. So I was like, what what are you doing here? And, you know, we got talking and the boys played and the boys actually went home to their mum and said, oh, we met dad's new friend. Oh, and he had to explain, no, it was a girl from work. I took the boys to the park and she was there with her kid. Like it, And it, that's where our relationship sort of grew because, you know, he explained his situation and we started talking and it kind of evolved from there. But because dad would say that we were having an affair and I just never had the energy to fight him on it. It's just like, whatever. Like, Well, it's just like, there's only so many narratives that you can tell, that you can control. And like, how much energy do you want to spend in that? And that's kind of where I kind of, let go also this like concept over like I wasn't totally divorced when I met my now husband I mean like we had a court date and it was close so like I thought it was not going to be a big deal to go out for coffee and then dinner with someone and then you know he just happened to be absolutely amazing and perfect for me so I wasn't I wasn't legally married so I didn't I was still freshly separated but we were never legally married so we didn't have any of that but in Australia you've got to be separated for 12 months before you can file for divorce gotcha so it's like yeah one year and one month or something like that my husband when we started like when we bumped into each other that time and when we started dating he was still freshly separated he didn't even have divorce on the table it wasn't until I was we'd bought a house together that he was able to then get divorced from her oh my gosh it's so strange like the U.S. is very different and I live in a state where um like it can like a divorce can move actually pretty quickly um especially if it's like relatively non-contested my divorce ended up taking a lot longer because of COVID and then we did um, a mini parenting evaluation in mind. So like it takes time to do some of those things, but how it worked out for me, it just was worth it. But I mean, being, it, it is kind of an interesting, cause like we, we started this whole subject on like being bio mom versus stepmom, And it's, it is a completely different world now that like, I don't have a day-to-day step kiddo. Yeah. Like it, it is so much different than like our, in our schedule is completely different than what I had with my stepson. But, and I actually have a really good relationship with my, with my stepson where we still text and we still talk and they live about an hour, hour and a half away. So we visit them often or as often as we can. But I mean, like there's a big difference on in my life now than five years ago when I was also a daily stepmom. Yeah. And it's just kind of crazy to think about how that changed. And it's real subtle too. Cause it's like, I didn't ever treat my stepson any 
any different than I treat my kids. Like he, I was always kind of the strict parent that held chores and like schoolwork accountable, but also there was so much conflict in my role, like that it would get used against me. And so it was hard to be that enforcer parent when it was like happening nowhere else, or there was resentment in me being the enforcer parent. Do you have that where you were like, you're like, hey, we're going to do it this way because it needs to get done. And either dad or bio mom gets upset because like you're the one pulling the punches. Yeah, I do. I do get it. And when I get pushed back from my husband, I said, well, you deal with it. You take it off my plate and you deal with it because I no longer have the mental capacity to be running the show for you if Mm -hmm. you want to tell me how to do it. Oh my gosh, 100%. Do you, but do you ever find that you have that same conflict with your hours baby? Not really, no. Isn't that crazy? Because we would have the same problem where like if I would want to do something for my stepson or if I was hard on my stepson about something, I could get in trouble for it. But if I was hard on our daughters, it wasn't wasn't a thing. Right. And I, my husband likes to pull me up on and go, you know, you're a bit harsh on Big K. And I'm like, well, you're telling me I'm being harsh on him. But if I tell you you're being harsh on your boys or if you're being harsh on Big K, that's a problem. But you can tell me (laughs) that I'm being too harsh on your boys and Big K. But when it's our daughter, there's no conflict. So I don't know if it's just that step parent parent role where we're just yeah well and ever like because my husband does that to me too with my girls um never not so much with my little guy um just because he's four so it's really hard to be like meh He's four. The biggest problem we have is he doesn't finish his dinner, <laughs> you know? But like the girls, I'm very hard on the girls when it comes to like certain things. And he was like, ooh, that was a little rough. And I'm like, they need it. <laughs> they do sometimes. But I, I really wonder like as stepdad, if he's like trying to also like, I don't want to say placate because that's not the right word, but like be devil's advocate or like he sees like from the outside's perspective, perspectives, sometimes they really do appreciate that like I came down a little hard on something that maybe or maybe I'm making a bigger deal out of something that doesn't need to be and he reminds me like oh she's 12 she's eight but at other times I'm just like no (laughs) I I know Sometimes I have to turn around and say that to my husband, but it's in the stance of he can come down harder on Big K because he lives here most of the time. And I have to remind him, he's just turned nine. Those other boys are 13 and a half and 11 and a half. They should be more responsible than Big K. Why is it the Big K has more responsibilities when he's actually the youngest, so he should still be the kid and the other two should be the ones that have more chores and more responsibility. Yeah, it's so funny like how the day-to-day stuff of it goes cuz like we are like I think he's better at enforcing chores than I am whereas I'm better at like enforcing like the the harmony of the house and like the getting along and the fighting where you're like that's where I tend to be bad cop and like the the routine of stuff he's much better at being the bad cop for yeah so the chores I'm very strict on whereas my husband's very lenient so he'll let the kids off and he'll just do their chores for them and it's like oh no but then at the same time like we had an incident yesterday morning yes Big K did start it but Jaden reacted like a psychopath like he (laughs) violently started attacking Big K so Big K was annoying him he was poking him pretending to shoot him going pew 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 and next second little jay's like doing these ones oh and all i hear is big jay going little jay stop it stop it stop it so i come out and he's like kicking big k in the head 
So like he's autistic. So he just went from zero to a thousand. But, and I was like, our punishment for everything is you go to bed early. If you can't handle your emotions, you go to bed early Mm -hmm. because it's the only punishment the kids care about. It doesn't matter if we take away their video games, they know they'll get it back. They can't get the time back when they have to go back, go to bed early. So it's the one thing that actually works for us. Well, you got to find what works for it. Ours has been recently because my, um, my middle daughter has a bit of a mood disorder um, and some behavioral stuff that we're working through and like she'll go from zero to a hundred and get violent as well. And they just happened to be like, I had run to the grocery store. We had run to the grocery store and we like took the the little guy because I'm like, they're going to be gone. We're going to be gone for like an hour. Our state doesn't have any like restrictions for letting kids stay a home alone for an extended period of time. But we use the judgment of we have a very mature 11 year old and a pretty chill eight-year-old we're less than a mile away at the grocery store we're gonna be good well we lost um the eight-year-old lost the privilege because she got into a physical altercation with her daughter or with her daughter with with her sister geez i know what i'm talking about it's (laughs) over here Anyways, so like we had to take away, like I'm trying to like come up with punishments that like matter and that like staying home is a big one. Like not having to do grocery shopping with mom and dad is huge. So for a full month, she had to come with us because we were like, if you can't learn how to control your behaviors and your reaction, then you need to be supervised. And uh, she got it back. So she's doing better. But I totally get that like you have to find something that works for them. And then you also have to have like have that like negotiation do you do you and your husband like go off into a room and like discuss like your plan of action because we tend to have to like get together and be like get on the same page just to like make sure we're both feeling good about what we decide to do because we've learned early on in our relationship that like I'll be quick to a punishment that he won't necessarily agree with or vice versa so we're the same and that but it's also hard when you're the only parent in the house at the time right so it's like, you're going to lose your shit and attack your brother. You're going to go to bed early because clearly you're tired because you can't emotionally regulate right now. And it's seven o'clock in the morning. Like if you're tired at seven, you need to go to bed early. And it just annoys me because sometimes instead of waiting to have the conversation with me in private, my husband will say it on the phone and go, oh, well, I was thinking, and maybe if little Jay apologizes to big K, he won't have to go to bed early. All right. He should come to that conclusion on his own. Like he's 11 and a half. If he took it upon himself to do that sure okay you know I'm really proud of you you're showing you know you you can be responsible and you can be respectful and you've come to this conclusion on your own you know what you don't have to go to bed early but then I'm kind of put on the spot of he's now being told to apologize and I have to not follow through with the punishment yeah that's and it's so hard because then it's like the kids see the power play dynamic going out I know I would definitely seen that where it's like unintentionally um like all undermine my husband authority at times or vice versa but usually like I'm the culprit when it and and like that's kind of like the crappy part where it's like I'm bio mom right he's stepdad and then like I'm like I've been raising these kids since day one and granted he's been involved since 2020 like he has been in it for a minute and he is a fantastic stepdad but there are some times where I'm just like "Mm, that doesn't really work for me (laughs) we're gonna have to sidebar and so what has worked for us and 
and I don't know if this will work for you, but like sometimes I'll delay like a consequence. I'll like tell them and be like, we're going to figure out what the consequence is for this later. And like for one of my kids, that really creates a lot of anxiety Mm -hmm. and she doesn't like that. And when I've talked to her counselor about it, she's like, well, that then becomes part of the punishment and that's okay. Like she needs to learn how to manage uncertainty along with if she doesn't want a consequence, she needs to be more careful with her behavior. Right. And yeah, I was just gonna say, that's what I do when it comes to little Jay and him misbehaving at school, because most of the time I'm picking him up from school. So I find out about the naughty stuff first and I've got our family email on my phone. So I get the emails before my husband does and I'll know about it and I'll go, oh, so this happened today. Or I'll ask him, go, is there anything that happened at school today that you want to tell me before I get home and read my emails, even though I've already read it? (laughs) So if he's more forthcoming with it, I'll let my husband know that he was forthcoming with it. He told me what happened. But if he refuses to tell me, then there's normally more of a consequence. But I'll always tell him, your father will decide when he gets home what's going to happen. But it's, I guess it's the physical violence, which is what I'm triggered by because of my past and my son's past. And it is triggering. And I feel the need that in the moment I need to do something. Oh, no, I totally get that. Because it's like we come home and then like, you know, they've called six times where a mile down the road, but you know, you still got to check out groceries and everything. And they're like, oh, this all happened. And you know, somebody has like a bloody nose or something. You're like, come on guys. And so it like, it's really frustrating for me when we have stuff like that. And I want to say in like the last six to eight months since we found our current counselor that we've had way less physical altercations but it definitely is one of those things that like having been like it's it's a point of just fact at this point like having been in a domestic violence situation having been in an abusive relationship like unfortunately like she saw like this is how somebody acts when they're upset so I act this way and she was very young when she was witnessing some of those things so we're now working through like, okay, big feelings don't necessarily equate to big actions. Right. I get that. But little Jay wasn't subjected to that. So these are, he has just always been this way. And it didn't help that his mom would use constantly saying, that's just how he is. It's like, well, no, he can't keep physically attacking people the rest of his life. And for big K where he has been subjected to that, he is more on the foot of I've seen that. And I don't like that because someone hurt someone he loves and it was someone he loved who hurt someone that he loves and he doesn't want to do that. So it can go one of ways, right? Well, and like, so like I've, we've unfortunately had this conversation with my older daughter where we're like, you know, your sister can react in a certain way. So you need to be mindful of when you're pushing things too far. Not to like say that my middle child can't learn to like not act on her aggressions, but there are like certain things that you have to have like awareness of uh, as the person who is in the house of someone who could be explosive where it's like okay so I see you're angry and you're the sibling be like what can you do to make this situation better how about not keep poking at her (laughs) 
same thing. Like I said to Big K, I was like, you started it and he ultimately finished it, but you didn't have to keep poking him when you could see that he didn't like what you were doing. Right. You it, know? Siblings are just so much fun. Like I just, I'm so excited. We're adding another sibling into this mix. And I'm like, so my little guy is four and he's so much, so used to being the baby. Right. Yeah. So now we're like, how is he going to handle not being the baby? And I'm just like, so glad that it's a girl <laughs> that we're having. So he'll always be the baby boy. <laughs> Yeah. This brings me to something that wasn't even on my agenda to talk about. But when you said you're so glad that the baby's a girl, was it because you were worried about how he'd react if it was a boy? Well, like, so I had some hopes for a boy in the sense that, like, I've got two girls that are older. I have two boys that are younger. And then, like, they just, like, be pals. Right. But I did, like, kind of wonder about the jealousy factor. There was a lot of jealousy with my older daughter and my younger daughter. And there was no jealousy when we added a little brother to the mix because they didn't have to share toys um there was also a pretty good age gap but I mean and there there's going to be a big age gap with between this baby and my my um youngest right now but like no I really think that it's like liking that it's a girl because like they're not gonna share as many toys the competition isn't gonna be like oh look at me dance oh look at me dance kind of thing that my girls had going where I think it'll be more like oh look I'm spider-man and she's whatever other Marvel character, Black Widow or... <laughs> might want to be Spider-Man too. We don't know. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, Black Widow is our favorite female um, <laughs> Marvel. So sometimes I feel like that's going to be her big one. But who knows? It could be Miss Marvel. <laughs> I just wanted to mention it because Big K recently became a big brother again on the other side, not my side. Yeah. He really struggled. And he struggled both times that his dad was having another baby. And he didn't struggle when I was having another baby. And I think it's because we waited until we knew the gender of the baby before we told the boys that we were pregnant. We also waited till, it, you know, I was already four months pregnant because we wanted to make sure I was really safe because we mm-hmm. didn't want to tell them. And then we have a miscarriage. Yeah. That happened because I have a history of miscarriage. So we wanted to make sure I was really safe. And so when we told them, we told them they were having a little sister. So, you know, I think little Jay said, oh man, she's going to be so annoying. Um, other than that, they were all really excited until little Jay came back from his mom's and said, it's not my sister because it's not coming out of my mom's belly. And that's when my husband had to correct him and explain that I'm his stepmom and, you know, he's his dad and we're having a baby, which is what makes it your sister. Um, but that was because Karen, you know, had told him that it wasn't his sister. And it was funny, well, not, not funny, ha ha, but just funny to watch Big K's behavior when he found out. So Miss K was born the same year as Big K's brother, but at opposite ends of the year. So Miss K was already born when he found out that his dad was having another baby. And he was really excited because he thought it was a girl. And then he found out it was a boy and he was devastated because he wasn't going to be his dad's little man anymore. And, you know, that caused a lot of problems for him. And I tried explaining it to his dad, but his dad was like, oh, well, it's okay for you to have a kid, but it's not me. And it's like, no, that's not the problem. The problem is, is that Big K needs to be more supported in this because he's feeling a type of way. Especially, I can understand his dad 
dad is having another son and he only sees his dad every other weekend. Yeah. That's hard. And then his stepmom, he only got told like late last year that he was going to have another sibling. And straight, like when he came home and he told me he didn't, he'd come back twice from his dad's really down, really weird, really clingy, wanting to cuddle me and just be around me all the time, which I loved, but I knew it wasn't him because he's kind of like, love you. See ya. Yeah. Don't kiss me. But this was like, he would cuddle. He was bidding for some attention. He needed some extra comfort. And I didn't want to pry. And then we went and met my brother and sister-in-law's new baby. So my little baby nephew. And I was like, oh, do you like your little baby nephew? Was it fun meeting him? And he goes, yeah, I liked it better than when I'm going to meet my new baby brother. And I went, what? (laughs) Yeah. Dad and stepmom are having another baby. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And he goes, not really. I was like, oh, you know, you're not happy about it. And he goes, no, I'm not. And it's, he was blunt about it. And I don't want to say too much because it will cause upset, but he was very blunt about it. He wasn't happy about it, but he also thought it was another boy. His shifted when he found out that it was a little girl. Yeah. And, you know, the baby was born over just a couple of weeks ago. So he found out really late and didn't have much time to- Just expectations. Exactly. And when the baby was born, he was, it was school holidays. So he was staying with his paternal grandparents. And when he came home, he told me that, you know, he was really sad because the baby was born and his dad and his stepmom and his brother were at home with the baby, but he was still with his grandparents. Hmm. So he still feels that divide. Like he wasn't involved. Yeah. Oh, that's such a bummer. Like, I I don't, I don't know. I feel like I've had like a kind of a, a really easy go with like all of my kids. Like my stepson, I remember him being really disappointed uh, both times that it was a girl because he really wanted a brother. Like he really wanted a brother. And so like I had a girl, his mom had a girl, I had another girl. And he's like, why? Because he was like, he had boy cousins and he just, he saw his boy cousins and like they got to do like motorbikes and bicycling. And then also like my, my ex-in-laws like were a little bit precious about the boys and like still are a little bit. I don't know if it's like part of like their religious factor or whatever, but the boys are kind of put on a pedestal or at least that was what my perception of things. And the boys um, I don't know name. Well, yeah. That's a big thing that I've noticed with my boys, like even on my husband's side, the boys, well, at least with my husband's dad, the boys matter more because they carry on the family name. Whereas my husband's mom is the girls matter more, they're more important. And like, she really hates boys. And I said to my husband, I was like, did she really want to go? Because she gave me like a bunch of my husband's old baby clothes. And given they're from the seventies, he was born in the seventies, but Miss K could wear them because they were very feminine clothes. And I don't know. All attention to the granddaughters, but not the grandsons. I, I don't know. I find that like my grandmother was like really excited about girls, but she, like she wanted to dress them up. And like I had, especially my first little girl was very like easy to dress up. <laughs> So like it worked out and it was very, er, big A <laughs> was very uh, excited when um his mom ended up having a boy and then my last one ended up, ended up being a boy too. And so like he got brothers and he got was excited and he's, he's quite sweet with his little brothers. Not to say that he isn't good with his sisters too, but he does have like kind of like this extra affinity for both of his brothers that is very sweet to watch. He's excited 
excited about me having a little girl. And he's funny because he did ask his mom. He's like, what do we what do we call this girl? Like, is it like she's not really my stepmom anymore, but like she's still very supportive and like an extra aunt. And it's like, call her whatever. We'll call her by her name, little L. Like, it's all good. refer <laughs> to her as his sister. Yeah, if he wants. And that's where I'm like, we don't draw labels. We're not going to do any of that. Like, if you want to call her like your extra sister, do it because I still call you my boy. And so he just laughed and he's like, well, I'm excited to meet her. My kids, just to real quick get into that, my middle was really excited about a girl. She was the only one that was like super big team girl. My four year old had no concept and probably still doesn't until baby gets here (laughs) that like something's actually happening. He does say he's excited about the baby, but he has no clue. And then my oldest was the one who was like, I want it to be a boy and was disappointed it was a girl, but it was for a very like logistical reason that just cracked me up. Yeah. So we live in a house where we have three bedrooms and then my office. And so like her, her and her sister share a room. And so we were like, oh, logistically, if it's a boy, they'll just share a room. And so now she's like, we're gonna have to move. That's so funny. Like, eventually. (laughs) Yeah, like, the first year, the baby's probably going to be in your room anyway. 100%. And so I'm just like, the drama of a preteen where she's like, but if it's a boy, we wouldn't have to move. I'm like, we were going to move eventually because we're going to outgrow this house. (laughs) Right. Um, Might expedite the process. I find it so funny that her biggest worry was having to move, not the fact that there was another baby or another girl. No, like she did later tell me, she's all like, well, she's going to be so little. And like, I'm in middle school and I have my friends and I have like my priorities. (laughs) She's like, we're just not going to be as close. I'm like, you don't know. Like you might really love like having a little, a little, little sister. Like, Mm -hmm. cause uh, I mean, as much as the girls do fight, they have a really sweet relationship when they're getting a lot and they do really cute and fun things together so I mean it's all good <laughs> they just kind of make me laugh and she's like oh she's I'm, I'm gonna have other priorities and I'm like yes yes but, you will <laughs> and that's okay you can have other priorities because taking care of a baby is our responsibility not yours 100% like I do love that she knows that already from having like been a bigger sister that like yeah I'll occasionally ask her to grab me a diaper or whatever Whatever, but I'm not going to offload motherly responsibilities on her. So it did make me feel like, oh, okay, so that's not the reason why we're worried about a baby. She, her sense of worry comes from a place of like, am I going to have time to be a good sister? And I'm like, yes, you will, because you will have whatever relationship you're going to have with babes. Right. Big J and Miss K have a 10 year age gap, eight years between little J and Miss K. And then there's five years, technically six years, but five years because of the months that the big K's were born because he's born in December, she's born in January. So she was born a month after he turned five. So there's five years between them and they all have different relationships with her. Yeah, it's just, you gotta 
of like just have to take it as it goes. Mm -hmm. Um, But I mean, like we're excited. It's it's exciting. exciting. We did like really have to think long and hard about an ours baby because like, and that was one thing I really appreciated about my husband is that he was like, we don't need an ours baby. We he's like, I love the kids we have, and I don't need a biological kid to feel like fulfilled. Yeah. Like, oh, that's sweet. Why does this make me want to have your baby more? (laughs) Right. It's funny how it works. And I feel that with dads, it's different. So a stepdad can feel fulfilled by, you know, raising someone else's child. But with women, raising someone else's child, it kind of makes us want to have our own child more. Yeah. I mean, I was so young. Like when, because I was. 21, 22 when I met Andrew. So I was like really, really young. And then I had my first baby at like 23, 20, 23, right? Because we got married quickly and decided to have a baby quickly. So it was like, it was no question of whether or not there was going to be an hours baby. It was like, of course there is because we're, we're young and yeah. you're supposed to have <laughs> babies once you get married. Right. <laughs> Or at least that's what the narrative of uh, a little Idaho tells you. He tells you my husband and I were not having kids we're like we have three between us we're done if we have kids it means a bigger car like Mm -hmm. those things but it wasn't until I accidentally fell pregnant when I was on the pill and had a miscarriage that it changed his mind and because he's 13 years older than me he was like let's have a baby and let's do it straight away because I'm already 40 and I'm not getting any younger yeah we gave it it was if we didn't have a baby by the time I turned 30 then there'd be no hours baby and surprisingly I fell pregnant and straight away so but then right. I had another miscarriage after Miss K so it's just like that was after that miscarriage I went I don't want any more kids and then I have moments where I'm like I could have another baby like I'm ready to have another baby and I go I don't want to have another miscarriage like I don't want to go through that again that was the really hard thing so I had miscarriages before my my first and then none after after her so I thought like you know oh you just have to have the first baby and then you're good so when I I accidentally got pregnant after my second daughter, I was shocked that I miscarried. And then I was just totally demoralized when we miscarried again. So at that point in time, we like we weren't trying. It was like the first one was an oopsie. And then the second was like, maybe we'll like not prevent. And then by then I was like, I'm miserable in this marriage. I might as well get another baby out of it. <laughs> Which is not a good reason to have a baby. Like I'm going to own that 100%. And just like disclaimer, another baby is not going to fix your marriage and yes you could end up bringing another kid into a divorce situation I did that I own it 100% of the time but I love my little boy I don't regret him at all (laughs) do sometimes I regret that I had another kid with my ex-husband absolutely but I don't regret my kiddo but no that big K has said to me before he goes do you regret having me and I don't regret having you I regret staying with your dad as long as I did thinking that's what I had to do for you but I do not regret having you and I remind him that he was actually created out of love there was love at that time he was created out that doesn't change his father's and my love for him just we shouldn't have been together in the first place but we didn't have that until he was already there yeah no and I really think that like it could be its own conversation where it's like you're in an abusive relationship and you haven't like it 
admitted you're in an abusive relationship yet mm-hmm. and like how sometimes like you're like oh okay well what constellations can I make for being in this relationship because I was told if you leave you'll never see your stepson and so like my stepson at the time was like you know nine and I'm like oh my gosh like how am I gonna let this kiddo who I've raised since he was two was just like up and abandon him and never see him again I made like a conscious like choice to stay in a bad place because I loved my kiddo but with this like all things aside on this new kiddo because we were talking about like miscarriages and stuff like my husband knew that we could be looking at miscarriages and we could be doing like all this stuff and so I that was the part for me where I was like one year also like I turned 35 this year I am officially advanced maternal age in the United States or what they used to call geriatric pregnancy (laughs) and so I told him I was like I'm old for you know medical standards and I don't want to have to start over and over so we we agreed to a year but um yeah we got pregnant pretty quick and he's very proud of himself for that Mm -hmm. and he's very proud that even though I was freaking out at every ultrasound that nope she's a strong little she's a strong little heartbeat My husband is also very proud of himself. And when I fell pregnant within three months, he said, I knew I wasn't the problem. And that was more aimed at his ex-wife because they were trying to conceive for so long and she blamed him for it. And they underwent IVF to have Big J, but she was blaming my husband that he was to blame to the reason that they couldn't fall pregnant. Oh, I just like my mom laughed because she's like, you never have a problem getting pregnant. And I'm like, no, my problem is staying pregnant. Like, let's, let's be, let's be real. that's my problem too. I have no issue falling pregnant. It's staying pregnant. And when I fell pregnant with Miss K, she was the first pregnancy that showed up on a home pregnancy test three days post ovulation. Oh my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) Like Big K, I already knew I was pregnant by confirmed ultrasound. Didn't test positive on bloods until I was 15 weeks. Jeez. And didn't get a home pregnancy test positive till I was 17 weeks. I've never had that experience. I thought I was going crazy and I'd had another pregnancy to my ex before Big K's dad where I lost the baby at 19 and a half weeks because I didn't know I was pregnant and I wasn't showing or anything. I was still really skinny. I had no pregnancy symptoms. I was on birth control. I wasn't getting a period because I was on birth control. It was horrible, but I was still up until that point testing negative and doctors were saying to me, how did you not know you were pregnant? How did you not feel the baby move? Turns out anterior center yeah no so with that baby with big k with miss k i had an anterior placenta so i didn't feel the move until like 20 weeks right no because i'm on the other side of 20 but i mean like this is my fourth and my fourth that's made it this far and like i knew what i was feeling for so when i started feeling her a couple weeks ago i was like oh okay (laughs) like we know what's up but at the same time i don't think i felt my first like long pregnancy that made it past 20 weeks I didn't feel her until 22 to 24 weeks and I always anterior placenta too though that's just true even my doctor that we saw just a couple weeks ago he's all like oh okay you should start feeling baby move now that you've hit 20 weeks and I'm like um no yeah I feel her (laughs) and he's like oh good for you (laughs) 
Well, with Miss K, my doctor thought I was either pregnant with twins or I was further along than what I thought I was. And so he booked an ultrasound and then there was nothing there. Oh, how terrifying. So then I had to go back for another ultrasound and then thankfully she was there. I just don't know what it is with her. It was, and I also had um, hyperemesis with her as well. So I was vomiting three days post ovulation. That's why I took a pregnancy test. <laughs> she just wanted to let you know you're here. She was here. She's, she's good to go. I just, yeah. That's where she got the nickname Demon Spawn because I would, while her was <laughs> in the morning, I'd be swearing at my husband going, I'm carrying your Demon Spawn. <laughs> Oh, real quick. Was he excited? Because you guys have three bigger boys. Was he excited for a girl? Not really. He mm-hmm. he was determined he was having a boy. Like I said, his family is very much boys carry on the last name. And when I got the blood test early, so we didn't do a gender reveal or anything. I went to the doctor. The doctor said, congrats, you're having a girl. I went, great. I took a picture of the where it said that she was a female and sent it to him. And he goes, no fucking way. <laughs> a bit of gender gender disappointment because he was hoping for another boy and then he'd have this tribe of boys four boys instead he's got three boys and a girl but as she gets older like well once she was born really once she was born you could tell she was the apple of his eye she's daddy's little princess whatever she wants she gets you know it's just different but he has said he's like i'm glad that she's a girl like she makes the full circle like she really solidifies the family and brings the boys together and he's seeing the way big case react to his dad having kids he now also goes I'm glad that she was a girl because if she was a boy the boys probably wouldn't have accepted her as much as what they have yeah so that was kind of like some of my like oh well if it's a boy I'll have these two little rowdy boys and then like there was always like this thing in the back of my mind where like oh are the girls gonna feel like my older girls are they gonna ever feel like if we have a girl like oh well that's dad's girl or like you know that's his actual girl but uh our custody situation is the kids are with me 100% of the time they have very limited visitation with their with their father right now by his choice and so they know he is their like live-in dad he's the guy that does the job and they call him dad but I mean like there was that like slight bit of trepidation of me thinking like oh a girl like how are the girls gonna handle that um whereas now I'm like they're gonna be fine and then for him he is hilarious he cracks me up my husband because I was like oh I because I thought I was like oh it's gonna be a boy so we have these two little boys right and he's like nope it's a girl and I'm like why is it a girl and he's like I have always thought I'm gonna have a daughter yeah like I believe in like he believes in um oh what's it called deja vu where like he's had like deja vu moments where he's had a, a like a little girl and he's like that's I just always knew it was going to be a little girl. And so he got to read the results before I did. He actually read the results and went to the store and bought her her first outfit to surprise me. And I was like, no way. And he's like, this is how I know my life is on the right path because we're having a girl. That's kind of (laughs) weird. I thought it was super cute that she's the first granddaughter on my, on his side. Right. So he may not be bringing the first grandchild, but he's bringing the first granddaughter, which is also really awesome. Which this like you and I spoke last time how I said I wanted to write a children's book I don't know where to start but are you working on any more children's book like is this you going are you going to do like an owl's baby book yes (laughs) 
<laughs> I just haven't like I've toyed around with some lines. I actually have like three children's books in the work. And then like I've been toying around with this um, concept of like a middle, uh, like middle age, kind of like more of a like a graphic novel, like think Bad Kitty or yeah. oh, shoot, what's the other one that's really popular that my kids are always reading that I can't remember off the top of my head. But so I've been toying with those. It's just been a really busy year work like with my corporate job and then also with some like family court stuff which is also why I've like kind of taken a pause from uh, my social media for the last like five months but now that things have kind of calmed down we're getting back into it but uh yeah an hours baby book is in the works there's a sisterish book that is also a project that'll be like a sisterish brotherish because yes. we have all the versions <laughs> and then I have just another um step parent I love you book that's very similar to before you and that it's not uh it's not like a like a, a moral to the story like to, for people who aren't familiar I've written a series of children's books called before you and there's a version for like all different parent types and we're just gonna van at them and so what bothered me about all the books for blended families it was like a little kid that was like my name's Susie and my parents are divorced and that makes me feel x and my training is in like writing and narrative and so I wanted to make sure that whatever book I wrote has a narrative component and isn't doesn't feel instructional like how to be in a blended family how to be sisterish how to be in a family with an hours baby coming in. So that is kind of the challenge. It's not one size fits all. It is a challenge. Well, and like to not make it be like the story opens up and there's this character that's like, my parents are having a baby and I go to my dad's over here and I go to my mom's over here and how that feels where it feels very instruction-y versus just a soft narrative. So that doesn't come together like incredibly easily. So yes, it's in the works. It's just not perfect yet. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll be looking forward to reading them because that's one thing we talked about. There was It was easy for me to get a book for Big K, I'm going to be a big brother because it's all about the mum being pregnant. But there's mm-hmm. nothing about the stepmom being pregnant. Yeah. And I really struggled with that. And she wanted that. And I was like, oh my God, I didn't even think about that. I didn't think about it for the boys because they were already big brothers. I didn't even think about it. So Yeah. It, well, and it's so funny because there is a scene in <laughs> in this book for uh before you where there is an hours baby and it's so funny because when my mother-in-law we showed I did these books for my husband and yeah. the stepdad books look like him and my girls and my and my son and when she was taking a look at it she flipped to that page and she's like oh my gosh are you having a baby and I'm like yeah <laughs> so she was she got to be very excited when like finally this page is like it's coming <laughs> That's beautiful. But just to plug real quick, mm-hmm. got books for step parents before you. I've got stepdad books, and then I've got stepmom books. You oh. can check them out on my website, wearefamilyish.com or Instagram, wearefamilyish. Awesome. It was so awesome to get to chat with you again. I absolutely love getting to dive into blended family stuff, even though uh, like the last five months, I haven't felt as like blended family with like how limited my kids' visits have been with their dad. It's felt a lot more co-parenting. <laughs> 
stuff. It it would get smoother with them not going backwards and forwards. It would make things easier. And I know for me, like I told you a little bit about what's been going on with me and Big K's dad, and it's actually nice where we can communicate and get along and work as a team. Oh, I miss, I miss having a co-parent that I could work with and I like have that team dynamic. Like my stepson's mom and I 100% had that. Yeah, which is awesome. But all right. Yes, All right. That's all that we have time for today. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Raising His Kids. You can find us at Raising His Kids on all social media platforms, as well as you can find Cassandra at We Are Family-ish on all social media platforms. Thank you again, Cassandra, for joining us. And I'll talk to you all next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks.